0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of the wider Sports Takes. I'm Andrew DeStefano. You can find me at SportsGuru716 on Twitter or at YToRaveSportsTakes.wordpress.com. I post daily football and hockey content right now, mainly fantasy-centric, um, also Buffalo-centric stuff as well. Um, League of Legends starts at the end of next month, I'll have some of that. I'll have NASCAR in February and kind of go with the flow here. Now that hockey's becoming more clear that it's gonna happen with a 56 game schedule. I will have content for every Sabres game and um, weekly, you know, fantasy hockey stuff too. So as it pertains to today, obviously the Rams Patriots starts week 14 tonight. It's kind of a regular week going into this week for the first time in a long time. Um, so I will be kind of previewing that when I gloss over my rankings to help you decide who to play tonight and who not to. In addition to that, I also will cover the Vancouver Canucks as part of my 31 teams in 31 days for the NHL. That's coming to a close soon. There's only what, a few teams left. And then after that, I will be doing a final standings projection based on what the divisions are looking like they're going to be, not the way that I had them, you know, based on the old last year in You know, normal standing system. In addition to that, I will also have um, contract stuff. You know, I've said all along, I'm going to do a rankings of the contract signings to show you why, you know, what contracts were the best and what ones weren't, and what went into the cap efficiency score for that. And whatever, I have top 20 lists at, you know, center, wings, uh, defense, top 25, under 25, stuff like that to also put out eventually. So, Now, enough of that. Today, I'm going to do the rankings for the game tonight. Now, obviously, my rankings have all the quarterbacks, but that does not mean you play all the quarterbacks, obviously. Um, So, Jared Goff and Cam Newton are fringe players. I would not play them if I had them. Um, I mean, in one league, I do have to. Two-quarterbacks start. If it's a two-quarterback start, you would have to. I mean, these are top-20 quarterbacks, so that means in a 10-team league, they do start. Um, but if it's one quarterback start 18th and 19th, you should have somebody better than that. If you had picked up Kirk cousins, like I recommended or Phillip rivers, they are better. Um, Taysom Hills even better this week. Um, underrated Ryan Tannehill is probably the highest underrated guy this week. Seventh on my rankings. Um, going into the weekend, we're looking at three 50 fifties right now between Trubisky hurts and Tegovailo. Tonga Viola, I would not um, play any of these guys, but they are 50-50 starts if you're desperate. And I have a lot of lower-tier purgatory guys. So going into this week, we're going to you know, find out by um, Saturday a better idea of who's healthy, who's not. If Carolina gets DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel back, I imagine Teddy Bridgewater rises in the rankings a bit. And, I mean... Maybe Andy Dalton comes up a little bit because I mean we really don't know a lot about Dallas right now because they played two days ago and things of that nature. Running backs, I have Cam Akers leading the way again. I do believe Daryl Henderson will get touches, though. Malcolm Brown, not so much. So Daryl Henderson is in this bottom tier that if you're desperate times, desperate measures with guys like Le'Veon Bell and Carlos Hyde, Um, but Cam Akers, I would have as a, um, high tier flex this week at 27th, making him, you know, an RB three, obviously. Um, I say I'm a lot, damn Patriots, Damian Harris and James White. I also consider flexes, but mid to low tier depends on what kind of league you have. If you have a PPR league, James White is a better play than Damian Harris. If it's standard, Damian Harris is the better play. Looking at my rankings, we have a guy like DeAndre Swift, 45th. He might play. He might not. If he does play, expect him to be in the teens. If he doesn't, expect on Johnson to move up from this bottom tier into maybe the top 40 like he has in the last couple of weeks. I mean, we did go over a couple of days ago how he is hurt, and that should hurt his chances to play this week. But if DeAndre Swift can't play, they might try and force on Johnson to play again. Peyton Barber, 41st. I talked about him as well. He is a standard back that has a lot of value in standard for, you know, his goal line opportunities, a lot like a guy like Adrian Peterson, who's 33rd on this list. They're just, you know, they're not overly great at, you know, efficiency, but they do maybe get a touchdown here or there. And that is worth, you know, a lot of points. I mean, you had a touchdown, all of a sudden a player that was five or six points for the day is going to be 12, 13, and that's a solid flex play. Wide receivers for tonight, Woods is a wide receiver two, and Cooper Cup I would have as a high-tier flex to a wide receiver three, um, depending on what kind of league you're in. I know in the one league I'm in, he's going to be a wide receiver three, when I have a guy like Devontae Parker as a flex instead, why? Com- I, w- I do not believe you should commit your flex This early in the week So I guess when I really think about it Circling back to Harris and Akers and White I almost would say put them as your running back two Don't commit your flex too early Given that, you know, you don't know what injuries are going to happen What COVID situations are going to be like And you may need that flex come, you know, Sunday So definitely play these guys in your running back two slots Play these wide receivers in your one, two, three wide receiver slots Woods and Cup. Uh, you know, Jacoby Myers, I don't have highly right now, 49th. He had a couple good weeks, but ever since Cam Newton took that hit a few weeks ago, he hasn't been the same quarterback. And even last week, he barely threw the ball at all. And it's just, it's not good in new England when it comes to wide receivers. I mean, even if Julian Edelman comes back, I don't think he moves above top 40, despite his potential. I mean, weekly. obviously, he's older, so he doesn't have potential athletically or skill-wise beyond this point, but touches, he has a lot of potential. And finally, tight ends. New England really doesn't have a tight end that impacts the game too much, so if there is a tight end that scores tonight, it's, oh, it's, you know, not, it's not predictable, that's for sure. Um, So Tyler Higby, I have in the 50-50 range at 20th. You can do a heck of a lot better. Even Cole Komet is better. Tyler Eifert's probably available. You know, this is just kind of going lightly over this. I mean, Saturday, I'm going to have in my pick your poison a couple tight ends that have really good matchups that aren't in the elite, you know, six or seven here that you might have a good opportunity to pick up off at a free agency that you could start right away and, you know, get expected points, eight to 10 points. Now, with that, I go to my Vancouver Canucks page here. As I always say, my rankings and everything are on my WordPress. My links are posted on Twitter. You can just click on them and it'll take you to the article. My rankings takes you to a hub page. The hub page, then you can go to quarterback, running back, or whatever you want to do. Now, Vancouver Canucks. I have 15th out of 31st. They are a wild card team in both situations. When it comes to divisions, old system, their wild card, current system, their wild card. I don't think they're much better than 15th right now. They didn't add much outside of Braden Holpe and trading for Nate Schmidt. Now, those are two solid players, don't get me wrong. And I have them 13th overall for cap efficiency, the Holpe contract being the only one listed here. This actually will change, it'll actually change today because Julian Chatfield got signed as an RFA today. But it might be a two. It was a two-way contract. It doesn't affect it. I only do one-way contracts. Two-way contracts are a mess. These AHLers barely play, and they don't count against the salary cap. So depth chart for the Vancouver Canucks. It's pretty set at forward. Like I said, I mean they added Jace Howarlock too. He's a two-way contract, and I say I would consider him their top left winger down in the minors. They really don't have much to be thrilled about. I mean, if that's not weird to say about this team, obviously Pedersen is great, Bus Besser's great, and Miller and Bo But after that, you know, a guy like Tanner Pearson, mid six, he fits there. Jake Vertan, and they're hoping that he does well. Brandon Sutter, you know, Brandon Sutter has always been a, a, a bottom six center. Adam Gaudette's going to be that. Jay Beagle's going to be that. And he, Beagle and Erickson and Roussel are all like almost negative impacts to this team, in my opinion. I mean, Beagle got paid a lot of money after his play with the Capitals, doing a great job on the penalty kill and being a shut down center. But here he does not provide the same amount of oomph that he did in Washington. And for the money, it's not really that great. And to replace these guys, they don't have much. I mean, Tyler Mott is not very great. McEwen is okay. I mean, and then they have a college free agent here, Justin Bailey. I mean, and even Howard Luck, like these guys are not world beaters. Like if they suffer an injury to this top six, I don't know what they do. I don't. Th- I mean, they drop like fifteenth. I think is the max. Their strong suit is in net. That's what's giving them this, you know, rating here. I, I, this team has to win three to two, four to three. It cannot, and I mean, most of the time, three to two. I don't know how this team even scores four goals m- most nights. Defensively, Quinn Hughes is obviously a stud. Nate Schmidt, solid player to go alongside him now that can let Hughes do whatever he wants. Tyler Myers, Alex Adler is a good shutdown pair f- of 2D that, you know, are responsible. But then after that, you know, you can move Jordy Ben to the right side and, and plays a field. And I, I mean, that is more than fair. But given, like I said yesterday, with the depth chart and the way I have it, you know, I go off a cap friendly if it's lefty or righty. And Yolevi is their third best left defenseman. I think he's better than Jordy Ben. I mean, I could see them putting Jordy Ben on the right side with him and putting Chatfield as the seventh defenseman or um, Ashton Suttner or Rafferty. I mean, Rafferty's down in the minors. And I mean, I think he's limited. Like, I don't think they have a lot down there defensively either you know, at the AHL level, like they may have a prospect coming in this year, but nobody with AHL experience that they can say, okay, you have pro experience. We can call you up this year. If Adler goes down, God forbid Quinn Hughes goes down. I mean, this team will be in shambles on defense. I mean, it'll be absolutely awful. They can't lose a guy like Hughes and they can't lose a guy like their top four forwards. So this team is like, it's, excuse me, it's 15th, but that's 100% healthy but every team i've done is based on 100% health when it comes to their their um projected finish it's just a matter of how much can they withstand i mean i talk about a team like toronto yesterday toronto has the ability to fill some of their holes especially on defense if they lost morgan riley well timmy loshergren comes up and they can figure it out miko latinen plays they can figure it out and they don't lose as much but a guy like Quinn Hughes goes down and you put in a guy like Jordy Ben, that's a totally different kind of player. They don't have offensive firepower to put in the place of a guy like Quinn Hughes, Elias Pedersen, Brock Besser, any of those guys. Goalie-wise, I mean, obviously they added Holpe and they have uh, Thatcher Demko. They added Holpe so they don't have to put Demko out for expansion to Seattle. Smart move by them, thinking ahead. This goalie tandem is going to be what carries them and those few players I mentioned. Michael DiPietro is a very young prospect that they have in the minors as well, that they spent a high pick on. And going forward after this season, I expect Demko and DiPietro to be the two guys. So Vancouver leaves a lot left on the table. You know, I don't think they can. They're one of the most fragile teams in the league when it comes to this overall ranking here. I think that they could, with one or two injuries, with COVID going on, one player gets COVID, they lose a couple guys to COVID for a week or so, this team is off the rails. It doesn't recover. So the Vancouver Canucks, I have 15th out of 31 teams and as a wildcard team. Now, with that, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Tomorrow, I intend on doing the Vegas Golden Knights from at 31 and 31. I'll briefly talk about the football game from last night and the fantasy impacts from it. Maybe I also, well, not maybe, I did say earlier in the week, I will update my injury report, especially in the cases of Dallas and Baltimore, given that they played on Tuesday. And we'll have a clearer picture tomorrow and we'll have a clearer picture on guys like DeAndre Swift. and. Um, yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed today's episode of the Wide Array of Sports Takes. I'm Andrew DiStefano at Sports Security 716 on Twitter, and all my links to all my posts that I go over on this podcast are on my Twitter. So thank you for listening, and I hope you come back tomorrow for more content.